Welcome to the Leverage Ladies Podcast with Linda McKissick and Shannon Dager. Each episode of this show, we will take on conversations about the biggest assets you have working for you, your team members. We will hear stories and conversations from successful business leaders, authors, and executives, and learn how they have used leverage to grow and expand to the next level. If you are looking to grow or expand your business, this is the show for you. Now, let's talk leverage. Welcome to the Leverage Ladies podcast. This is a podcast where we have inside conversations with our top experts and business owners about their journey to finding leverage, growing their organization, and achieving work-life balance. These are perspectives and stories you won't hear anywhere else. We are your hosts, Linda McKissick and Shannon Dager. We are business owners and business partners who have committed to leveraging our way to freedom so that we can achieve financial peace and have a life by design. As lifelong learners who run multiple organizations, we know that you can achieve more by focusing on building organizational support and leverage. To go along with these interviews each week, we are putting together a roadmap for you to follow as you are implementing leverage into your own business. Our speakers will be sharing documents and resources with you as well. Be sure to listen to the end to find out where you can get each week's piece of that roadmap. We highly encourage you to check these resources out. Now, let's talk leverage. And today, our guest is none other than Pam Bornhorst, which everybody knows is what I call my avatar. (laughs) And what that means is Pam is the kind of person that when I get up every day in my life and I find more Pams to help change their life, then I could do it all day long and I could do it for the next 25 years and never get tired of it. So Pam, that just so in case you didn't know when people keep telling you, oh, you're Linda's avatar, that's what that means. And mainly what it means is what we all talked about in the very beginning as we got started on the podcast is that you're growth-minded. You don't just settle, you're asking yourself for more. And so with that, let's get started. Shannon, I know you have some background with Pam on leverage. And I told Pam the other day when we interviewed her on another podcast that my biggest concern was that she might not get leveraged. So Shannon, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. (laughs) Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. (laughs) Well, background, love Pam, have always loved Pam. Everybody who meets Pam loves Pam. You can't not. And that's just a reality. Like Pam, I know that you get shy. You're trying to be not boastful, but it is true. Like we talk about that even when you're not in the room, we talk about that. You have the it factor. You're an attractor. People can relate to you and you have energy and your positivity. And so always have thought the world of her. And then I get this message. I think I need to hire you as a coach. (laughs) A text message. And I was like, tell me about that. And she said, I just was a podcast. And basically you said, I am drowning and I keep hiring people. I'm not hiring the right people because I'm not doing it right. So we started from there, right? (laughs) Yeah, we really did. That podcast changed my life because I literally text you while I was watching it. So yes, and I'm so glad I did because... It changed my life too, because I get to do this all the time and I hire in a career vision for a long time, but to teach somebody one-on-one to do it and to watch you with the fear in the beginning to where you are now is just amazing. Because when we first started, you weren't scared of just hiring. You knew you needed to hire. That realization had come on, right? You were scared of a lot of things like the conversations because I made you kind of walk through every Every step step. of the way and do it yourself. Correct. (laughs) And do it yourself and you did it. And in the meantime, you took a fear of conversations class, a fearless conversations class. 
and you learned there too to have that. Yes. And then to see you now, like what has hiring that leverage done for you in your life? Oh my goodness. I still don't even know how to use Chase, right? Because he's just so awesome. It's wonderful. I feel like I can actually accomplish so much more by having my director of operations, we call him, because I feel like anything I want to do, because I am super growth minded. So anything I want to do, I feel like he's a resource. He's a huge resource for me. So like, Chase, I would really like to get this started because I do have the vision and the growth mindedness. He's so resourceful. It's opened up the whole world. The sky's the limit. I know I've said that, but it's really true. So having him, I can just say, I want to start this program and he does it or I want to get a recruiting thing, which, you know, you helped us on that. The Excel sheet, we do that. Or I need to put this in my calendar. He does that. Or we need to teach this many classes this week. It's on the calendar. Just everything. I could go on and on just for him even getting my plane tickets for Mega Camp. I'm used to doing everything my own. Training the agents, masterminding. Agents, right? Like you're taking actual vacations, which you were not ever taking before. I can leave at four if I want. I don't because I don't like to be home. I like to work. I could if I wanted to and know that things are still going to be here. So through leverage, I feel like I can actually do more and have a life. Linda, when we spoke last, you were saying how you actually make more money now, but you feel like you are happier and you have more of a life now. And it's not about the money at all for me. And I know it isn't you. I love changing lives. One of my biggest reasons to get the leverage and to hire Chase was for helping mastermind with my agents because I'm very close to my agents. I feel like I have to be for them to grow and trust me. Through having him, he can help me with some of the techie stuff, some of the other stuff that I have no desire to do. And I want them to have it. I want them to have every growth technology or whatever they need to be able to grow that maybe I couldn't give them some of it. So through hiring him, he's actually now we've hired a new director of first impressions. You know, we've and opened you have up- let him hire them. You leverage yeah. your leverage to get more leverage. Which I do. Awesome. I trust him so much. We immediately had that connection. But yeah, I trust him so much. I leveraged him into hiring my new hire. That's huge for me because I'm a control freak. It's wonderful. I want to back up and ask a question. You did try this in the beginning. You did make some hiring mistakes, which we all do. And then that also kind of fuels our fear a little bit that I don't want to make another mistake. Looking back down at it now at 30,000 feet, what do you think was the big differences between the operations persons you have now and what you were doing before? What are those key things that changed that looking back now, you can see it and you would now know how to do it better. What are those things? Were you looking at the wrong level skill of a person? Like, in other words, sometimes I think people, they don't look for the best of the best. Right. They just say, hey, I got three candidates and the best of these three is going to do. That's never what you should do, right? You should have so many candidates that the cream rises to the top and it's real clear. Oh my gosh, almost to a scary point that when you see him, you go, oh my God, he's the one, but that scares the crap out of me that I got to leave. Yeah, how am I going to train him? What do you think the (laughs) key differences were that Shannon was able to bring this candidate? And what did you learn from watching what you had tried before and then what wound up happening? Well, before there was no, I feel like Dana, when she said, oh, you have the same shoes I do, you're hired. (laughs) That's what I was doing before. (laughs) 
it was more like, oh, they came in and I got warm and fuzzies and they could answer a phone. They were higher. So it wasn't working. I was really drowning when I text Shannon that day because I was at a stopping zone. I mean, like I just wanted to continue growing and I didn't know how. Yeah. And so that's why I text her that day. And through her, I really learned how to hire that first person and that big person. And it was so hard. And I'm going to tell you the hardest part for me is I always look for the best, but it was the financial. And I'm saying this so people can understand. It's really hard to say, I'm going to give this biggest salary to somebody when I can probably do what they're going to do. It was really hard for me to take that leap of faith. And Shannon kept saying that you can't think of it as yearly. You just have to think of it as you're paying this person like a monthly or what this is. You can't think of it down the road. And that really resonated with me also. So I did, but it was a huge leap of faith to go through the process. I went through the career visioning. Shannon walked me through it. And it is a process asking all those questions. I felt like I was in the chair when you were doing it to me. (laughs) Yeah. And I remember being on the other side so different than having the questions ask you. It's interesting though, Pam, because I do remember your fear. I want to dive into it just in a minute. That's real. Like the fear of the financial outlay when you are going to hire your first person is overwhelming. Do I have enough? Overwhelming. That's why I wanted to bring up the financial part of it. People always want this cream of the crop talent. And it's the one thing that when I'm having these conversations, they're always like, I want somebody who takes initiative. I want somebody who has conversations. I want somebody who's going to bring me ideas. And I want it all for $35,000 a year. Yeah. And that's what I wanted. And I was like, all wanted. and that's great. And I want that too. And that they're not out there. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, no, they could be out there, but they're called raw talent and they're a needle in a haystack the odds will be such against you that you actually found the raw talent before they made 70,000 or 60,000 or 100,000, whatever they will eventually get to because they are that raw talent that's going to keep going up this pay scale quickly because they are so good. Yes. And it it was just a legitimate fear though, because I kept saying, oh, well, this person might be able to do the same (laughs) job. And they're like, 40,000, you know, whatever it was, the number wasn't important. We went through some of the hiring process with those people too, right? Because I will say this with Pam, like we had a great trust factor, but it was a long process. Like you didn't just come in and say, I trust you, Shannon, I'm going to pay it. I had to win that conversation with you in terms of we did the KPA, we studied the KPA and these people who were wanting less money, they weren't necessarily the high fit for the role. And then we had to talk through why they weren't the high fit through the role and bringing you back to And you want somebody who's going to stay and grow and take things off your plate and you don't want to train. So we have to go through kind of, remember, this is what we started with. Let's not lose our focus there, right? You got through that fear with the analytics. I got through that fear, but it was a legitimate fear. That's why I want people to understand. If you hire correctly and you go through the agonizing process of finding someone and they really match your vision, they match your job description. You have a connection. How much of a connection can you have on Zoom? But we did. Actually, it's been really a huge change for me. That's been very, very rewarding. Something else you said, Pam, you said it was hard to pay that kind of money on things I knew I could do. Because I think that's another reason 
why people hesitate is they go, well, I can do all these things. But what they don't realize is, yes, but when you're doing those things, you're not doing the $500 an hour activities, the more dollar productive things, the things that are going to make the business grow and absolutely the most in those things. So yes, you could probably do those things, but the truth is the right person actually does those things way, way better than you do. And they also bring extra things to the table and extra ideas and extra energy that frees you up and gets you more creative because you're probably the idea person, like you said, the visionary, but you can't be the visionary if you're doing this $20 an hour, $30 an hour activity over here. Right. And that's exactly what happened. He came in and he does so many things better than I could have. And he's taken it to another level. When he came, we started recruiting in Sydney. We started masterminding with agents. We started him masterminding here. Agents are now contacting him to help them take their business to another level. So all the things, yes, I could have done. Now I can actually do more by going out there and trying to find other agents. I can actually help change their life and do this with. And I feel like that's my unique ability. And that's what I do best because that's what I love is trying to get agents to understand this is such an opportunity. The leverage has been huge for me. Yeah, we always say saying yes to one thing is saying no to another. So you had to say yes. You know, you couldn't keep saying yes to everything because you're saying no to the things that were most important when you do that. But one thing we didn't talk about, and I want to make sure we talk about before we start to wrap up in a little bit, is your organization. Like we introduced you as Pam Bornholz, who we love, but you've done a ton of growth. So Tell us about what you do in your okay. organization okay. and all that. Well, when Linda came at me <laughs> and she's stuck, she's a sticker. So it helps me to be a sticker too, but I am. So that's good. But, you know, it took about five, six months before I made the change. Mega agent office was something I'd never heard of. I've always wanted to be part owner of an office. I always wanted to run it. I saw a real need at the time for agents that needed some like real life education Direction, I would say, not education, direction. So that's how it all started. I made the jump, came to Keller. I opened up my own mega agent office here with eight. We now have over 60 agents. I now have a new building going up that will be ready and finished in here a month. One of my agents is also a huge mega agent. She does about 100 deals a year. And in Miami County, that's huge. So we have that Piqua office opening up with her. And through her, actually, she introduced me to the mega agents that I have up in Sydney. So now that office is open. So the growth, really, it is crazy to think about that I came with eight agents. We have over 60. My goal used to be 30. Then my goal was 40. Shannon's like, not enough, not enough, not enough. (laughs) So now my goal is more like 80, which doesn't probably sound like a lot, but for our little areas, it's a lot. But my real goal is to change lives and help these mega agents become even more mega. So I don't really know where that lid is, Linda. I mean, how much more can I do? I don't know. Um, I have some ideas. But I know. You know, I never thought I'd be on a podcast sharing. And I love doing that. I love encouraging agents and being positive and upbeat. It's so important right now in a shifting market. So I think keeping them motivated is a big job for me right now. Well, you're doing a really great job at it. And I think it is a tremendous amount to say you've gone from eight to 60 in, I think, four years, three, I mean, three it years, three okay, years so three, in February, three offices since you've hired leverage. 
it's just like all these things just piling on for you and your growth is tremendous. To make the point about leverage, Pam, honestly, Pam doesn't work for me, but Pam, I have to award opportunities in my territory. So Pam is actually leveraged for me and she's a perfect example of someone else would look at what opportunities she had and go, oh, that's too small. I can't do it. Most we could probably have is eight people. But because Pam was the right form of leverage for that opportunity, the sky's the limit. So this is a perfect example of when you're out there finding the right leverage in anything, in any role that you have is super important because your job gets a whole lot more fun. It gets a lot more lucrative. It gets exciting. It's never boring with Pam, ever. It's so fun. We used to have a joke in our regional team that said, Pam's up, everybody up. She's up at 4 a.m. Eastern time or whatever she was up. It was way early. 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 We would have a joke and say, okay, everybody up, Pam's up. Because <laughs> I'd get the ding and then I'd ding everybody else on my team. I'm so bad. I couldn't help myself. I want everybody's opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love it. And not one second did I ever not love it because that's what happens when you have the right people in your life. It's so fun. It doesn't even seem like work. So don't ever feel like I ever felt like it was the bother because I loved it. And that's why I always bring my team and say, y'all get up, Pam's up. (laughs) I have never felt that. And that is just amazing that I don't know. I've never felt that you've always been there for me. Shannon, Dana. I mean, it's just amazing. Anybody that I've ever reached out to Even in the position you are, you will text me back. You will come to my grand openings. That's super important to people. I don't think they realize. I think you do realize how important it is. But if I haven't said it, thank you, thank you, thank you. The opportunity is amazing. And I will continue to work as hard as I can to keep growing. Shannon has been leveraged for you, right? So leverage not only the people on your payroll, but who do you know that you're willing to reach out and ask for help? Shannon's been a huge leverage for you by hiring her as a coach. So leverage comes in all different shapes and packages. And the motto is get as much of it as you can in your life. Yes. How can people get in touch with you? If they want to talk to you more about your experience and get advice from you, get wisdom from you and just hear that. Like you've said that it's important to you to pour it into other people. So what's the best way for you to reach out? I'm happy to help anybody. So I would say reach out to my email and I will get back to you. And that's Pam Bornhorst. B-O-R-N-H-O-R-S-T at realtor.com. Awesome, Pam. Thank you so much for talking with Linda and I today. I know we could talk forever and we will. A lot more things to do together. So thank you for That's joining. That's great. I'm ready. I'm ready yeah. for more. Okay. We love having you. Thank you for listening today. Don't forget to visit our website and download this week's piece of your leverage roadmap at leverageladies.com. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to and share this Leverage Ladies podcast with others. We would love to have you follow us on social media as well. Check out our Facebook and Instagram pages and be sure to follow us for ongoing tips, updates, and information. Remember, the greatest compliment you can give us is to leave a five-star review so that others are able to find the Leverage Ladies podcast. And again, thanks for listening. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the Leverage Ladies podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Once again, thanks for tuning in, and we hope to catch you again in the next episode of the Leverage Ladies podcast. We'll see you then.